Gets a block, cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's oh, off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. Hope everybody's week is going well so far. I am Jason Perrone of Game On Wisconsin and the Pack a Day podcast and Pulse of the Pack, of course, also here at Game On Wisconsin. And I'm sure you are already, but if you're not, follow us on Twitter. We are at Game On WI. Subscribe to the YouTube page. That's where you'll find most of our or all of our live shows. Like our Facebook page, join our Facebook group, and you can also follow us on Instagram. We have started streaming our live shows to most of those platforms, so we're going to be sharing our live shows on many of those. So whichever is your fancy, you will find our stuff there. Make sure that you don't miss out. So today, I'm going to kind of send the 500-pound gorilla in the room, or the, the, you know, the elephant in the room, out back, and try not to talk about that and I'm going to focus on actual Packers football because a training camp is here it's broken it's happening and we got some words of wisdom spoken to the media this week too so we have some actual Packers football to talk about and I'm going to focus on that so first thing I want to talk about is the roster now the camp is broken the Packers roster is on the mind of every Packers fan there's a lot of discussion that's going on and some of my colleagues have posted roster predictions in fact all the guys I do my podcast with have taken a gander at posting their roster prediction. Paul Brittle, Mark Eckel, Jacob Westendorf, they've all taken their shot at who does and does not make this 2020 Packers team. It's a tough task. It's a tough task to do these. It's hard. Uh, it's hard in a normal season. I On this last pack of day that I did this past week, I asked Mark if he's ever gotten a roster prediction 100% right in all of his years covering the Philadelphia Eagles, and he gave me a resounding no it's not, it's never perfect, and it just goes to show you we, as fans, and even the media, don't know what the team is going to do. This year in 2020, compared to previous seasons trying to do it, I mean, there's a saying about just throwing darts at a board and hoping to hit the target or something like that. It's not something you want to have to be betting on, that's for sure. A lot of things uncertain in 2020, but they've taken their shot at it, and they've, they've it's some interesting outcomes. You know, some position groups are bigger than others. Some are carrying an extra inside, uh, outside linebacker, an edge rusher, or an extra offensive lineman, or the defensive back room is slightly different, and you've got the wide receiver position. No shortage of conversation there. Does Reggie Begleton make it or not now that Devin Funches is out of the mix? And what happens with Jay Kumaro? Things like that. Uh, so go check those out at Game On Wisconsin, and Mark does his great work over at Packer Report. And, you know, compare them against your roster predictions and see how things shake out. You know, the one thing I will say, I guess, is that the this is today's Wednesday and tomorrow is the deadline for players to opt out of the 2020 season. And they won't be able to rescind that if they do. So that's going to have a big bearing on whether or not some of these players are on the roster or they're not on the roster, obviously. So far, the Packers have only had one player, Devin Funches, opt out. Will there be others? You know, it, it's hard to know whether making it this far with only one player opting out means there probably won't be any others or if there might be, you know, a couple at the last minute that decide, okay, I wanted to wait until the last minute, take in all the information that I could, talk to my family, talk to my agent, 
and make that decision. And now I'm deciding that football is not going to be in the cards for me this season. I We don't know. But we're closing out of that deadline. And frankly, I'm looking forward to it passing so that we can focus on who the Green Bay Packers are going to be in 2020. So Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst spoke to the media earlier this week. He was uh, asked several questions, a lot of questions about the facility and COVID. But he was asked a few times about the roster. You know, how active has he been in looking to boost the wide receiver room? And he was also asked pointedly about Tremont Williams. Uh, His answer about his activity in free agency was simple and very general. We're always looking to improve the entire roster and nothing more than the usual as as far as receiver goes, which is basically, look, I don't want to tell you too much about what we're doing, but there is always seems to be a lot of smoke surrounding the Packers when it comes to free agents, at least more so in the last couple of seasons. Guys that they've been in on the conversation for and unfortunately just didn't get Gutekunst had some nice things to say about Tremont Williams. He was asked about Williams. Who doesn't? You know, Tremont's such a great guy, such a great player, but nothing solid to report on. And, and I, it, you know, obviously most general managers don't make it a practice to talk about players who are not on their team. Now, Tremont was, has been with the Packers for such a long time. He almost seems like the exception. You know, you can always find something nice to say about a Tremont Williams or a way to work him into the conversation. But Goot wanted to focus on the guys that are in the building. And I know that it seems like, you know, beating the same drum every week to say it, but it's just a weird year. It's it's a weird year. And roster construction and scouting and the way that teams are building their rosters and evaluating talent is just not what it would be under circumstances that we're used to. I mean, notice I didn't say normal because who knows what that is anymore. But the Packers and every team out there are going to have to have a plan B, C, D, E, all the way through Z, when they typically might stop at C or D. It's just that type of environment where you don't know from day to day which players are going to suddenly be taken away from you for multiple weeks and how many other players they may have impacted that are also then having to spend time away from the team. You know, there's there's more of a trickle down. I mean, a guy, Packers always plan for injuries. You know, a guy tears an ACL or suffers a, a foot injury or a shoulder or gets a concussion, that's a singular injury. It impacts that player. I mean, it could impact the guy who hit him, maybe, but it doesn't mean that just because six teammates were standing around him or were, were eating lunch with him in the cafeteria that they're now in jeopardy of suffering the same injury. And that's that's just the reality today that the Packers have to deal with. Last week, Ross Uglum of Packer Reports said that the Packers had previously made an offer to free agent defensive lineman Damon Snacks Harrison. The offer has not been accepted because we have not heard about Damon Snacks or Snacks signing with the Packers, and there's no indication as to whether it will be uh, or not be, so we wait. Now, Harrison has gotten a lot of buzz. He's, he's a name that's been associated with the Packers for a long time as one that they could look to add and boost their defensive front. A veteran who seems to be at the end of his career and spent some time in Detroit, you know, insert joke about the Lions and players not wanting to play football anymore, but he's also getting up there in years. But if you look at if you look at the Packers' defensive front, it struggled at times outside of Kenny Clark last season. And I'm not just talking about that terrible playoff game in San Francisco where they got ran on, ran over, and ran through. Guys like Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, and Montrevious Adams simply stated they they just did not get the job done in 2019. You know, a team that won 13 games with that defensive front, it's amazing. You know, Lowry was given the extension to his contract. He didn't make good on it last year. That doesn't mean that he can and won't in 2020, but he has a lot to do 
in order to make that investment by the Packers look like a good one. Lancaster is essentially a backup. He's a backup level player. When a player like that is is typically, if he's your third guy, that's great. You know, it's all about perspective here. But do you want a guy like Tyler Lancaster to be your first guy in or your, your second guy in behind your starter? It's all about perspective. I'm not saying Lowry or Lancaster are bad players. They're not. They were just asked to do things that were close to maxing them out or beyond what they were actually capable of doing at times. And it showed it just showed. We have we've seen it before. You know, teams deal with injuries, they deal with attrition, and they can only allocate so many resources to certain positions because of the salary cap or other factors related to their team. And sometimes you got to deal with what you got. I think the Packers agree that Lowry and Lancaster may not be the total answers. If they've been out there talking to Snacks Harrison, and last week there were some whispers that the Packers have had conversations with longtime Vikings defensive end Everson Griffin. Those types of things don't tend to be ringing endorsements for the guys that are on your roster. You know, not in the same way that not taking a wide receiver in a deep wide receiver draft says you love your wide receiver room by contrast. You know, Goot clearly thinks that he can do better with his defensive front than what's in the building right now. And that's his job. And we have to appreciate that. You know, I know that Packers fans tend to get kind of attached to players that have been with the team for a while and... You know, it's been that way for decades and decades. We love our Packers players, but when it's time to move on or time to go in a different direction, then that's what the general managers are there for, and and that's what the staff is there for, to make those things happen. And and that's kind of a good transition into my next topic that I wanted to talk about that also relates to the roster, and that was last week, Packers signed H-back John Lovett off of waivers from the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, this was interesting. When this first broke, I had never heard of Lovett before, and when I went to do some research on him, I pulled up a John Lovett who is a football player for, I believe it's Baylor, and he's in his last year of playing college football. And so John Lovett is you know, clearly a very popular name these days. But it's the Kansas City Chiefs cast off that the Packers have signed, and they liked Lovett, and they actually wanted to sign him as an undrafted free agent last year. But he ended up going with the Chiefs. And an unfortunate shoulder injury during the preseason landed him on injured reserve. So he didn't play at all last season. The Packers are clearly interested in getting the H-back part of their offense right. You know, this is a new thing. You know, I talked about evolving and changing things and Brian Gutekunst, Matt LaFleur having to be the the leaders of that charge. Packers used a third-round pick on Josiah DeGuara. They have love it now. Uh, Surely there'll be more said and done before the preseason ends and the final roster is set. But this is clearly an important type of a position for the Packers. And, and look, Lovett being an undrafted free agent who didn't play last season, you know, he, his story may be quick in, in Green Bay. But I think the Packers like him a lot. And if there's any chance he's healthy and he can contribute, if nothing else, maybe he sticks on the practice squad, you know. But the position, the H-back, it's not just a gadget type thing for Matt LaFleur. And he didn't just say, well, we, we like Josiah Deguara. Well, and, and actually, if I'm being accurate, I think his quote was, was more like, I love Josiah Deguara. But he didn't just say that and, and, and then say, well, we'll draft him and we'll carve out this role that we hope he can fill. It was the exact opposite. The Packers will use this role extensively in their offense, and they see DeGuara and maybe even love it as an answer. You know, it's, it's, it's new times in Green Bay. The days of six receivers on the roster are gone. You've heard it several times before. It's not a newsflash for me to say that. This offense is going to come at you from every which way possible. And if that... Sounds familiar to you? Maybe it should. And the, the copycat in the 49ers talk and all that, it, it doesn't 
really matter if they are or aren't trying to emulate exactly what the 49ers do. Teams love to copy things that from other teams that work. You know, who didn't want to be the greatest show on turf 20 years ago with the Rams running all over the place? Or who doesn't want to be the Patriots of, not right now, but the past two decades as well, right? So it really doesn't matter if they're trying to emulate that. The Packers just, I think they just need to do the best job of creating their playbook and execute as flawlessly as they can. If they worry about that and not about catching San Francisco or anybody else or staying ahead of Minnesota, they'll end up doing those things anyway. And that sounds like the most coach-speak, media, PR-prepped comment out there. But my hope as a Packers fan is that the team is focusing on themselves. They don't care what you're going to bring to them because we're going to do it Oh, we're going to do our thing and we're going to do it well. Jen, good luck. Go out and stop it. But it's it, it it's a transition. It's a transition for this offense. It's changes from what we've seen historically from the Packers. And change is not an easy thing. It's hard on the players, coaches, and it's hard on the fans. It's new. It takes time to get used to. The Packers are trying to roll out a new look and a brand in the midst of a world that is changing by the hour around them, constantly hearing new things. We just have to embrace it. The Packers have to embrace it too, and I think they are. I, I think the comments by Brian Gutekunst, Matt LaFleur, and even Aaron Rodgers when he talked about his his thoughts on what's going on and, and understanding what's happening with himself and his career in Green Bay and, and a guy who's going into his 16th season, which seems to be kind of a benchmark for veteran quarterbacks. You look at Bart Starr, you look at Brett Favre, and their 16th years in the league or with the Packers, it was a pivotal one for both. And the story on Aaron Rodgers is yet to be written. So the reality is we may get to see all the offense and what it can do, or we may only get to see some of it if the season is shortened or it's altered from what it is currently scheduled to be, which is 16 games and then playoffs. Now, I want to be very clear. That is not, and and to be clear, it is the, it does not mean that I'm saying that there won't be a 2020 season. There will be a season as far as I'm willing to say right now today. The idea that anyone can say right now that there won't be games is just blind to what teams are doing to prepare. The teams and the players are not out there for the smoke and mirrors show. Players haven't gotten on planes and left their families and reported to camp amidst all the risks that are out there with all the things the NFL still has to figure out to ensure the best safety measures and maybe even brought their families with them and disrupted their families' lives just to turn around two weeks from now and say, nope, just kidding, we're not playing this year. We'll see you in 2021. No way. I'm not playing my cards at that table. You go knock yourself out, though. Best wishes to you. If that's your take, that's fine. But just look at what's going on around you. Things can change, obviously. But the NFL is planning to play games in 2020. A little bit of a shorter one this week. That'll wrap it up for another Quick Slants podcast. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And hopefully this was a nice chat about the Packers and some of the things that are going on with them. I look forward to being back with you again next week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jason Perone. Send me your questions, topics. If there's anything you want me to cover on a future show, I'm happy to do that. Again, please be sure to subscribe to Game On Wisconsin where you find podcasts. You can find all of our past shows at Game On Wisconsin on our, on our website. Lombardi's Bar. Lombardi's Bar is up later today, and it is going to be a doozy. They are welcoming... Packers stud defensive lineman Kenny Clark to the bar for some conversation, and I'm sure that he has a lot to say. Check that live show out later tonight. We'll have that up on on the YouTube page as well as on our other social media platforms. We'll be streaming it there. So wherever you want to be or can be, get in there and check it out. Follow us or like us on all the platforms, the Twitter account, Facebook group, and all of those other social media platforms so that you don't miss out. And then this weekend, Pulse of the Pack will be back. 
with another live show. We'll have more Packers talk and updates. So thanks again, everybody, for listening to the Quick Slants podcast. As always, everybody, stay safe, be well, and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 